0: Welcome to the Cyber
1: Ranch Podcast, recorded under the big blue skies of Texas, where one CISO explores the cybersecurity landscape with the help of friends and
0: experts. Here's your host, Alan Alford, president and CISO at Alan Alford Consulting. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Cyber Ranch Podcast. With us today is George Finney. He's been on the show a couple of times now. George is one of our recurring and favorite guests. Um, George, as you may remember, is the author of well aware, which is an excellent book about security awareness training. And he is also the author of project zero trust, which is a book about, I'm going to say zero trust. (laughs) No, it's a great book. Actually. It's a good read. I've read both of them and, um, really enjoyable read project zero trust is really a great sort of guide guideline for you. If, if you're wanting to get started with a zero trust journey, it's a, a highly, highly recommend that resource. So George, thank you so much. We're coming on back to the ranch. Dude, so awesome to be here with you, man. Right on. So our topic today is um going to be a little bit more of a fun one. It's a departure from a lot of our usual stuff that we do. It's uh, listeners of the show know that we get esoteric, we we get deep, we get heavy. Uh we're going to be lighthearted today and we're going to do cybersecurity and popular culture. So we're going to be talking about books and TV shows and and movies and all these good things. So I guess we'll start let's uh, start with movies. Cool. All right, movies it is. So let's start with cybersecurity themed movies that we hated and why we hated them. <laughs>
1: uh, number one on the list: uh, Swordfish. Oh, Swordfish indeed. John, John Travolta did not uh, uh, translate well into uh, cybersecurity.
0: N- n- full agreement. I-, I don't know if you guys remember the famous scene, um, but that whole thing was ridiculous, and and the and the keystrokes and the and the typing at a speedy rate. Um, and all the things he was doing during the famous scene to, you know, hack the planet or whatever he was doing there at the moment. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. The one thing I always hate about these movies is how they portray the actual doing of the hacking on the computer screen. They, they, I guess somebody determined way back when it's not fun to just show somebody getting a root prompt, you know, so you have to come up with cool, jazzy stuff instead. And, uh, and that brings me to uh, Hackers, the movie. You remember the final scene in Hackers the movie where the the bad guy is trying to block the hackers from breaking in and they're in there doing the stuff and it's all these scrolling things going by this big jazzy 3D immersive virtual reality screen and all this other
1: crap just nonsense. Uh, sneakers actually is is one of my favorites. Yes, because it's realistic. That yeah, exactly. They, I I feel like they got that right in so many different ways. The social engineering yeah. uh, scene with, with the yep. you know trying to get the the passphrase that that oh, I, 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 I still think about that.
0: Yep, and the uh, the freaking as well as the hacking like they were in the phone systems on all that. I, I thought that show was really really well done. Um and War Games even
1: oh I've, I love War Games. I mean the the you know again going back to it's, 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 it's so impactful when they get it right. Yeah. And, and, you know, that scene where he makes the, the, the free phone call uh, just, oh man. I, yeah, th- yeah. That, that again, I, I think about things, um, you know, I, I, mean, I mean, I know it's a lighthearted conversation today, but uh, you know, as a gateway drug into the, the world of cyber, I, yeah. I, I feel like when uh, when, when movies or, or, or TV get it right, um that, that is in a way i think draws people in right mm-hmm. i i think about uh you know the first i mean you know war games was 1984 right yeah yeah um i mean that that was so like oh my god at the time yeah. wait is that real like yeah. i i don't i don't really know like and i want to learn more right um and i'll i'll switch up a little bit to tv on you yeah uh but do you do you remember uh the the nova pbs special uh the computer the kgb and me
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh, that's way so, back. So that that was like
1: eight, 1988, 1989. I, yeah. you know, by the way, I'm, I was still a kid at the time. Right. Uh, but man, I, you know, I, I would always watch Nova. You know, with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that if if y'all don't know, it, it's 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 free on YouTube. You can go check it out. But um, it's based on the real story. Clifford Soul. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, one of their best books on cybersecurity. Yeah. The, the the cuckoo's egg. Um, it tells the story about how a, uh, an astrophysicist who turned computer programmer uh, working in a computer lab at a university caught the, the world's first uh, cyber criminal, a, a cyber hacker from, from, I guess, Germany working for Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, looking Germany, for right? n- nuclear s- secrets. Yep. Um, yeah, this was before the, the wall yeah, fell, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, this was East Germany. Um, and, I mean, he essentially invented the world's first honeypot. Um, I mean, oh my gosh, what a crazy story. And the thing that I like most about that Nova PBS special, I didn't know this until recently. Um, he, so, you know, he, he spent like, like a year or two, like sleeping in the data center and somehow was able to not have his girlfriend break up with him. Um, but it, it, so as as like a thank you to all of his friends at the university, he got all of his friends to play themselves in the PBS specials. Oh, that's so, awesome. Uh, it was such, such, a, such a cool thing. But again, that's, you know, one of my first experiences. And I think back to that, like, is that why I went into cyber? Was, yeah. Because I, I, I was thinking about this. Yeah, I, I got to say this.
0: War, war Games was 84, and I'm dating myself, but I was in middle school, uh, 80 and 81. I was war dialing. I was... Um, leveraging shall we say certain codes to allow long distance dialing without a charge um i was war dialing i was doing bbss that was before it was illegal by the way this is all before it was illegal um that's important to point out there there were no laws on the books yet it was free exploration for a kid and my dad was a mainframer and he was the security guy for the mainframes and i would run down the street to my friend mark's house he had much better equipment than I did. We had an IBM PC and the the old coupler modem and he had the more modern modem that was higher baud rate and all that. And I would run down the street to Mark's house and we would spend the afternoon trying to break into my dad's mainframe. And we finally got a prompt and I printed it and I took it home and I showed dad, (laughs) gotcha. (laughs) And it was a, it was one of the other sys ads had a, a guessable password. And so my dad was like, like, Good job, son, and <laughs> went and chewed that guy out? Wow. Um, wow. so I was already doing that stuff that early, like so when war games came out, it wasn't uh, the thing that inspired me, it was the thing that sort of reaffirmed that what I was doing was cool, you know I mean, there we were thinking we were nerds and you know social outcasts hanging around computers all day instead of girls, and um, here was this movie that validated that whole that whole experience, right? So I, that, that's what it did for me. And then, you know, flash forward to the 90s, even though hackers was absolute goof butt, uh, it was still inspirational, you know? I mean, I was in college at the time when cybersecurity wasn't a term yet, but uh, cyberspace was. And hackers kind of fit into that vibe and that theme during that time of my life.
1: All right, so so uh, go, it's, we're, we're in the 90s now. So yep. where do you fall on uh, the Sandra Bullock movie, The Net? <sighs> Good, bad? It, it, it remind me, Love that was it, the one it. with the super paranoid guy
0: that lived in the Faraday cage, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, over, overly hyped and overly paranoid and overly weird, but at the same time, you know, some valid stuff, right? Like a Faraday cage does in fact block Wi-Fi signals. In, you know, um, so so I thought there was some validity to it, but I thought that was another one of those over mm. overly hyped mm. ones. Mm.
1: Um. I, so, I mean, I, I think my favorite uh, uh, TV uh, is, is Mr. Robot. Oh, um, absolutely. We, we were talking about this earlier. The the way that they get it right on so many levels. Yep. Um, so, you know, I I, I, th- I think back like the uh, uh, the they they, they uh, this is in season one, but they had a uh, uh, you know a, a person on the street selling Hawkin uh, CDs, um, mm-hmm. and they had some malware installed on it, and that's how they. Uh, they they so you know, they got into one of the the yeah, characters' yeah. yeah computers. Like, uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, social um,
0: engineering, malware, and and when those guys were on a keyboard, you actually saw somebody running a bash script and somebody getting a root prompt and somebody running ifconfig and somebody running ping and and and, and trace route and you know like it was all real. Yeah, and yeah. it's the first time I've seen a, a Hollywood or a, or a you know whatever you want to call a TV portrayal of actual real hacking on a real screen and not trying to jazz it up and do all that matrix crap. And the, you know, the stuff they did in hackers and all the code streaming down and all that crap.
1: You know, I actually taught, I heard at a conference, uh, one of the advisors for, uh, for Mr. Robot talk about how they, they, they went about advising, but, uh, they, they, they also said they had advised, uh, for CSI. Um, and you know, so CSI, or we're going to do a sound effect here, like want, 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 um, you know, they they were saying like, you know, the production time was so fast on CSI. They literally just had to run to the prop room and see whatever worked. And so they, um, gosh, what did they, they they picked up like an answering machine and that was like the crazy hacking tool of, of of that episode was, you know, some old answering machine from the nineties. Like that, that, that's, you know, not, not getting it right. There, there was a CIS episode. I will
0: never forget this as long as I live. The bad guys were hacking in, and the good guys were trying to stop the bad guys. So one of them jumps on the keyboard and is furiously typing at 90 miles an hour trying to stop the incursion, right? Now, first of all, I don't know what typing 90 miles an hour is going to be doing to stop an incursion. You should be maybe creating a firewall rule or unplugging something, and instead she's just typing furiously. The bad guy is getting in faster than she can stop the bad guy. So the other guy jumps in on the same keyboard and now there's two people going 90 miles an hour on the keyboard to stop the bad guy and they lose and the bad guy gets in and shuts them down. And I'm just trying to picture like what happens if he needs to hit the R key, you know, or she needs to hit shift on the other side, like like two people on the same keyboard. I just the most ridiculous moment in, in cybersecurity popular culture I think I've ever seen.
1: I, I, I'm, I'm speechless. That's, 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 you
0: know, I know it's a podcast, but wow. Yeah, exactly. Just, just crazy nuts. So how about, how about books, man? Let's go, let's go back to books. Let's go to the inventors of cyberspace, right? We've got William Gibson and we've got Bruce Sterling, I think kind of jointly get to get cited as the creators. Uh, Gibson started with the whole Neuromancer, Neuromancer yeah. uh, trilogy, yeah. right? Which by the way was typed on a typewriter, not a computer. Really? Yes, I did not know that. Neuromancer was written on a typewriter. That's cool. So, what what what's your take on Neuromancer in, in those books?
1: Man, I, I you know again, I, so revolutionary. I mean, I, I think about uh, you know when, when was that published? Nineteen ninety? Eighties, late a- late eighties. I mean, I, I, how big of a nerd do you have to be to have that kind of vision? And, you know, I mean, you know, part of it is it's, it's influential and, you know, some of the things that they dreamt up like became reality because they dreamt it up. But also, you know, you have to be tied in to, to, to that community and know what's possible with technology. Um, you know, the same, same, same goes true with Neil Stevenson. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, th- that, that you know, it's almost like Star Trek in a way, right? You yeah. know, the, the, you know, the, the, the med bay becomes an MRI machine and right. wow, like how did that happen? Right, right. Tricorders
0: or uh, smartphones and, you know, like, like, yeah, there's the, 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 the sheer predictive capabilities of some of these authors and some of these, you know, science fiction creators that down the road, it becomes the real thing. You know, like I was just thinking about the fact that my daughter has um the, the new Apple watch, uh, but the one with the the dial has the red ring around it, which means it's got a cell phone built in. Mm. If you see the red ring on an Apple watch, it's actually a phone, not a watch. And she's sitting here FaceTiming and chatting into her watch. And I was thinking Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. yeah, Dick Tracy. Yeah. All the way back then, they predicted video conferencing on your wrist. And sure enough, here we have it today, right? Somebody had to think about that and predict that way back when that was not even vaguely possible, right? And here it is manifest. Um, I, I But for me, like, like, Neuromancer and and Snow Crash and these books, like, so far flung into the future of what what would cyberspace be like and what would the internet be like, this immersive 3D virtual reality experience to to do your basic interneting And, you know, I think someday that probably will come true, you know. I I think we're going to see that. I think, you know, Zuckerberg tried it, right? (laughs) Let's pause right there to hear a brief word from Seraphic Security. Seraphic helps you defend your digital workplace with security and DLP for every browser and essential desktop apps like Microsoft Teams, Slack, Asana, and Notion. Protect against compromise and prevent data loss via the web with Seraphic. Learn more at seraphicsecurity.com.
1: I, I mean, l- l- let, me, let me just say, I, I, I read uh, uh, Snow Crash again uh, last year. Yeah. Um, and it was striking how like close the resemblance is the in in the villain of snow crash to elon musk I mean, it's almost like he's using it as a blueprint for like what companies to acquire. And right. I, I mean, you know, you think of his Starlink, right? That that's that's one yeah, of the yeah, things yeah, that yeah. you know, with the, the the guys with the antennas like embedded in their heads. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. You know, I mean, you you, I mean, the, I mean Zuckerberg, right? You know, using computers like a virus to infect your, your yeah. you know, the way you think and 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 the way people a- act together. I mean, again, that that was you know nineteen you know ninety nineties, yeah,
0: yeah. Very relevant today. Very relevant. Um, And even though it's not accurate, right, we started this whole conversation talking about the accuracy of these things in popular culture, right? And obviously, snow crash, not accurate. It's all, you know, far-flung craziness. But eerily, uh, you know being realized as we speak right I, I mean
1: you know yeah i mean with the uh, you know vr right that that was the big thing yeah. with 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 snow crashes is, is you know the the vr goggles to yeah. you know to replace your monitors and 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 do your 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 virtual whatever it is you're doing yeah. gaming or, or computing um so y- yeah i mean i you know it took a long time uh for for us to catch up with that to to, to make it you know commodity Yep. um you know but man
0: well, and and the class of characters in that book too. There was, I think, they the nickname was gargoyles. When 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 you ended up wearing the wearable oh, IP yeah. computer thing, and so you're checked into the internet on a perpetual basis as you're well, well, roaming the, the world. The, the gargoyles Go- were Google like,
1: made those glasses. Yeah, the Google Glass. I mean, man, that, you know, the gargoyles were a specific character that were like. Like totally wired in, like yeah. they, they, they hardly in. they hardly interacted with the real world anymore because they were, you know, they were monitoring so many yeah feeds or whatever at the same and, time, and, and that I think was prescient as
0: well. Mm. <laughs> I think no I think that's coming. I think I think I know some gargoyles.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, th- uh, you know, go, staying with the the, the true to life. I mean, think about uh, Stieg Larson's Girl with a Tattoo uh, mm. series, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, mm-hmm. the main character uh, Elizabeth uh, Salander, uh, was, uh, w- was a hacker. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, that's, that's how she started and, and, and unraveled all, all of that, that, that trilogy's mysteries. And, you know, again, you know, I, I, I love that, you know, we're, we're, we're representing women as as yeah. hackers for for the first time uh, that I can recall yeah. uh, in, in that book as well.
0: There was a, there was a main character in Snow Crash who was a woman. In fact, she was oh, the yeah, yeah, the, yeah.
1: the, the, the partner uh, yeah. That, that helped him start the, the, the company. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. So she was, she was in there and definitely we had the whole speaking in tongues and all mm. that stuff that oh, she was, wow. she was, yeah. you know, infiltrating. She had the antenna in her head and was overcoming the, so, so there was, there was a good strong female protagonist hacker in that one too. Um, So books, movies, TVs, w- what else is out there that we think of when we think of cybersecurity and popular culture?
1: Man, you know, I, I, I we, we haven't talked at all about nonfiction, but mm. um, I mean, you know, that I think is becoming... Um, you know, more of a, a, a way to understand things. Right. So, you know, think about, uh, uh, you know, Stuxnet, right. You know, Wired Magazine picked that article up yeah. uh, about how the researchers discovered it. Um, that became the, 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 the book by Kim Zetter, uh, Countdown to Zero Day. Yep. Uh, which is, you know, probably my number two or number three favorite cybersecurity book. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I talked to Kim at one point, uh, and you know, I'm like, you know, to me it's, it's like the Godfather too. Um, so, you know, the, the way that like they, they tell the, the, the parallel stories. Yeah. So, and you know, in that she's telling the story of the atomic energy agency, like, like monitoring, I, you know, uh, 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 Iran, right. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know, like all of a sudden, they're doing weird stuff. But at the same time, you've got these researchers solving the the problem from a different angle, and, and you know, just the way they, they that the story comes together is is incredible. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, that's that's real life, and I think you know th- that again is, is is to to me, you know, if I'm coming up in cyber and I'm reading stories like, what this is really possible? Yeah. Uh, like yeah. I, I I could really like discover something and find, uh, you know, something new. Um, that, that, I, I, gosh, what, what an incredible, uh, inspirational career to, to be a part of. And there's, there's so much more media now, yeah. um, that, uh, you know, yeah, gosh.
0: Yeah. And this stuff should serve as inspiration, right? I mean, that's, that's part of it. Like, you know, you're, we're back to the cuckoo's egg. You know, you mentioned the honey potting and cuckoo's egg. Um, there was a moment where he had a serial cable connecting to the modem. And the serial cable, he was able to peel back the, the connector and expose the bare wires. And he was trying to come up with a way to slow down this hacker so he could backtrace him and do all the things he was needing to do, but he needed to slow the guy down. And he figured out he could literally jangle his car keys over the leads on the serial connector and cause enough interference that the guy kept having to resend packets and resend packets and resend packets that was a true honeypot right
1: i mean he he literally was dangling car keys over serial serial cables and and again he 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 was an he was an astrophysicist yes. like helping design you know a telescope
0: yeah who happened radio, to be the yeah. the one who picked up the computers for the department kind you, of thing yeah
1: i mean you know again i that that message to me is so powerful that you don't have to be a cyber nerd right uh, or even in IT yeah. uh, to 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 get your start one of the best linux sysads i ever worked
0: with was an anthropology major mm. one of the best cybersecurity folks i ever worked with was an english lit major um i i i think those inspirational stories of of non-traditional backgrounds you know we talk all the time in cybersecurity about we've got this hiring gap and we've got this talent shortage and I want to hear about Clifford Stulls, and I want to hear about the anthropology student. who. And the anthropology guy was the same story. Nobody in the department knew how to make the computers go, so he just figured it out, and became the de facto computer guy for the department. And all of a sudden, he built an entire, you know, sysadmin career out of it. And eventually, he became cybersecurity, by the way, too. Um, we need those stories. We need as many of those stories as possible. I don't care if they're fictional or real, as long as, to, to our earlier kind of thread, I think we tied in that the fictional has to be realistic fiction. But this idea of let's get a woman protagonist. Let's tell the story about the anthropology major. Let's tell the story about the person who kind of stumbled into cybersecurity but did something cool and successful with it. And and let's encourage and grow based on those factors. And let's use popular culture as, a, as the inspirational recruiting tool that it was for us. Like That's how this whole conversation started. We, War Games inspired me, mm-hmm. right? It validated mm-hmm. what I was doing. It encouraged me to do more of it. Right. Sneakers m- made me think like, oh, my God, I could I could I could do that. I could do that for a living. I could be the guy that legally breaks into banks all the time and gets
1: paid to do it. You know, like I, I want to see that inspiration. Well, there's one thing we haven't talked about in terms of pop culture yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, music. Oh, Yeah. Uh, so the, you know, there's a popular you know subgenre, I guess, kind of yep. of, of, of of, you know nerd rap, nerdcore, uh, nerdcore. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I've got some nerdcore in my collection. Uh, you know, uh, you know, if 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 you you know take a look at MC Front a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's got a call, song called Zero Day. Yeah. Um, that that's really cool. Um, man, I, probably my favorite nerdcore song uh, is is a as a band called Dual Core. Have you have you heard? I this? haven't heard those guys. Um, they're really cool, so um, the, the the guy, the lead singer, tells the story on another pod great podcast, uh, Darknet Diaries uh, oh yeah, it's a good uh, show last year, but I, I didn't realize the whole backstory, but they freestyled this at uh, a, a former you know we're at Defcon now right yeah. at at a, at a, at a former Defcon uh, or I guess uh, B sides yep. um, they're they're playing a show, and they're like, let's just freestyle one um, and the 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 rap is called "All the things." Mm -hmm. Uh, If you've not listened to all the things by dual core, go stop what you're doing. I mean, wait, finish this podcast, obviously. Uh, But check, check out all uh, what a great song. Um, But but, you know, they've got some good samples, you know, it's got a good hook. I mean, you know, I, I, I would stack it up with with any other pop song. But again, you know, you know, kids get into, to, to, to cyber for lots of reasons. And, man, everybody, everybody listens to music. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you've got
1: what MC Chris, I think is the one with
0: that Boba Fett song uh, MC Hawking. If you guys have not heard him, this is a guy that uses the same voice modulator that, that Stephen Hawking talks through and he does rap in the Stephen Hawking voice MC Hawking. It's, it's, it's a shtick, but some of it's actually, actually pretty good. And uh YT cracker. Uh, yeah, speaking of women, yeah, speaking yeah. of women in Cyber, she's she's outstanding. She's got some really good oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I actually got into Nerdcore enough a while back. I mean, we're talking, geez, 10, 15 years ago now. Uh, I I got into that community and was actually chatting with some of these artists and and no. um, started to record beats for them. Uh I, I got I got into Nerdcore for a while. Um, <laughs> true, true, true statement.
1: Well, so uh, th- this this you know it's it's not ready for prime time yet, Alan. I, I haven't I haven't told you this, so this is a surprise. All right. Um, but I've written the world's first song about zero trust. Oh, nice. Um, so uh, on Monday after after uh, uh, DefCon, we're going to go. Uh, I'm, I'm actually I hired a band to record it, um, and I, I I wanted to release it. Kind of on the one-year anniversary, one part Project Zero Trust comes out. So nice. So stay tuned. If, if if you're listening to this, follow me. So when it comes out, you you can hear it. Yep. Follow um, George on LinkedIn. It, it, I I won't be singing or or playing anything. But you wrote. It. Um. But but I wrote it. it it's 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 kind of a Weird owl style parody of a song. But that's that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Um. It, but you know I've I've been listening to this song for the last couple of years after I or while I was writing the book. And I, I, I was substituting the words in my head at every time. You know, it comes on the radio. I, I'd like, uh, and, and the next verse, I'm like, okay, now nah, I got to do it this way. And you know, uh, eventually we just sat down, wrote it, wrote the whole thing, and uh, I, I found the perfect cover band to 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 do it. Uh, it, it yeah, oh, this yeah. Is, this is going to be good. Stay tuned. I love
0: it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that here. So yeah, so George and I are at uh, Black Hat. We're actually in Vegas. Two two Dallas boys. Recording a show in Vegas. What are the odds of that? And uh, I just wanted to give a shout-out. There's an ad, obviously, in the show you guys will hear, but uh, Seraphic Security are our sponsors for this show, and we're actually recording in their suite. They have been super, super cool to work with and super generous with their time, and uh, we totally appreciate them. Uh, Seraphic, just I'll I'll give you the quick one-liner. It's uh, browser security that doesn't require yet another... Browser. Um, <laughs> you you don't have to buy some daggum third-party thing that you have to convince your users to use and worry about compatibility problems. You can just secure the browser you have. I just I think it's pretty cool. All right, so what do we have left? We've talked about music, we've talked about books, we've talked about Fiction and nonfiction. We've talked about the movies. Um, have we missed any of the movies? Because I know there's always more hacker.
1: Movies I, I, I feel like we're missing a ton. Do, do, do we want to call out to the audience and and see if 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 they uh, if, if if there's any on the tip of their tongues that they want to call out? The oh, the Matrix! Oh, obviously. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That, yeah. And, yeah. And again,
0: the scrolling crap on the screen and the you know fully immersive VR, right? Like VR that's that's so so real. It's it's. It's RR, it's not VR, it's real reality, except it's not. You're actually a copper top.
1: You know, I, I, I remember I, I was working at a call center, um, you know, went right around that same time that that came out. And, you know, just, just talking to other of the call center techs, like, oh, oh wow, wow, it's like they're in, in a chat room. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, and then, like, you, you know, you start to abstract some of those things. Um, but uh, the, the Matrix reminds me of, uh, of another song, Uh, the the artist is Poe it was a big hit uh, Hello back in the late 90s oh yeah Uh, but but yeah love love that song check check that out but yeah you know again you know it's it's all about you know getting connected and uh, you know dialing up over a modem Um, yeah yeah I love it that it celebrated hacker culture as the as the
0: champions of a free society, right? Like that was the part about the Matrix that resonated with me was well, the hackers were the good guys, you and, know.
1: And and so you know again an, an another great this is a nonfiction book, uh, but uh, it's called the Cult of the Dead Cow. Oh yeah, um, so uh, that's, that's a Texas legend. Oh yeah, so so the Cult of the Dead Cow was a was a hacker community that started in in, in te- West Texas, West right? Texas. Um, and the, the fascinating thing again is. You know, it charts kind of the whole, uh, you know, development of of, of that, uh, you know, or uh, you know, from its roots yep. to uh, to kind of where it took it. But uh, so, uh, you know, y'all y'all probably, if you've not heard that uh, 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 Beto or Work yep. uh, was kind the of Texas outed. politician, yeah, he know, was outed as being a member of the cult of the dead yeah, yeah. In, in that book. But uh, yeah, you know, again, I, th- there there was there was a time back in. Uh, you know we're at Black Hat, right? And yep. you know they're 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 in the even in the 2000s, or maybe even more recently. Um, you know companies were were prosecuting people mm-hmm. uh, for re- releasing their their vulnerabilities yep. at, at at Black Hat, um, and you know the the, the hacker culture kind of took that personally. Yeah. And you know the ethos that we have today around responsible disclosure around. Uh, you know, how we, how we notify companies. It took us a while to get there. It took us a long time, but I mean that, I mean, it grew out of that, that, that hacker community. Yes, it did. And, you know, you know, again, the way that we hold uh, companies that produce vulnerable software accountable uh, grew out of that hacker culture, and, yes, and that's exactly like the Matrix, right? Yeah. We're, we're protecting free society yeah. um, a, against kind of the, the interests that, that don't align with, with with ours. Right on, brilliant call
0: out from the audience. The Matrix, good good reference. Well, listen, George, we're at the twenty-eight minute mark. You know what that means? Time to wrap it up. Uh, any final thoughts? Any final comments for the audience?
1: Uh, man, man, I I, I, I just. This this has been a dream job. I mean, be in security uh, to to help protect people. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, again, if if you're thinking about if you're on the fence, uh, you know, your you know your kids are growing up, or you know they're they're thinking about what to go in. uh, Yeah. I I I don't think there's any higher calling um, than being being able to protect people. And then at the same time, we're kind of like the rock stars of the IT world, getting to do amazing things like pen testing and uh, you know, d- discovering bugs and, uh, you know, oh yeah. my gosh, it, it, what an incredible journey that it's been Yeah, uh, over the last, you know, uh, 40, 50 years. Right? Uh, it, 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 yeah. And if I was going to sum up all this stuff we've talked
0: about, you know, all the way back to war games in the 80s, right? Like, we were aware of this stuff as kids. 99% of America wasn't aware of this stuff when we were kids, right? What what became precious and special to us and, and and let us be part of this sort of select community, if you will, it went mainstream. Yeah. It did it. And it did it partially because of all these popular culture artifacts we've we've been discussing in this show, right? Like I, I think I think the mainstream nature of cybersecurity, the fact that I don't have to explain what I do for a living to anyone I meet. I just say cybersecurity and they know what that means. And that's huge progress,
1: man. I, you know, I, I've got a young kid at home and, you know, I mean, I, I, know she's proud of me for, for, for what I do for, for a living, but, you know, I mean, I think of her watching, you know, YouTube videos when she was, you know, just a, you know, <laughs> well, maybe she shouldn't have been, uh, you know, as, as a toddler, but. Um, you know, yeah. I mean the, the, the channels that that she watches, she knows about hackers Yeah, because those channels have been hacked where they, the, the, the commentators talk about it. Yep. Um, it's, it's, it's impacting real people today. Um, and oh my gosh, I I think, you know, the, the world that we're, we're, we're living in is based on good security and we've got to keep that going. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do.
0: Well, George, thank you so much for coming back to the ranch, man. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure. (laughs) Work on, man. Take care.